There has never been a better time than now to come join the Belicio Foods team. Belicio has a new contract in place with plenty of awesome perks for their employees. From increased wages, access to the free health clinic, vacation after six months, and much more, Belicio Foods is committed to putting their employees first. For more information or to apply, visit BelicioFoods.com careers. Take advantage of these great new employee benefits and join the Belicio team today. Visit BelicioFoods.com careers to learn more. Monday, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the morning show right here on Main Street TV. Of course, Jennifer here, all alone, so sad. Actually, we're not all alone. We have a special guest here in just a moment, and uh, it will be really, really fun to talk with him. Uh, hope you're having. Hope you had a wonderful weekend, and I know I did. I got to go to a wedding yesterday at Cantor's Cave, and it was gorgeous out there. If you haven't been out, um, one of Jackson County's hidden gems, uh, Canner's Cave Lodge, and uh, it was absolutely lovely. Congratulations to Jared and Kaylin, and a uh, good time was had by all. So yeah, it was a really, really neat day, and um, man, all oh, the, uh, the uh, leaves are in pretty much full effect right now. All right, so we do have a special guest here on the program today. And that is, um, let's see, a former professor of yours, right, James? That is correct. Benji was uh, my graphic design and printmaking professor at Rio Grande. Well, he must have done a, done a fantastic job because this is how we have our sweet James here, and he has all the skills that he has. So we can congratulate Benji on that as well. But our guest today is Benji Davis. And good, good morning. Good morning, Jennifer. Good to have you here. And um, you are, of course, all the way out in Colorado. Is that correct? Yes, I'm in Colorado Springs. Very, very good. So, Benji, tell everybody a little bit about yourself um, and and your uh, how you ended up at Rio teaching. So I grew up in southern Ohio, and I went to college at Ohio State. And then I did graduate school at Ohio University, so I've been a Buckeye most of my life. I taught okay. for a while at a couple of other colleges and ended up at Rio Grande in 2005. And I started teaching there and stayed until 2019 when I moved to Colorado to take my position now as an associate dean at Pikes Peak Community College. Well, very good. And um, so can you give us any um, little, you know, dirt on James Hamilton? Uh, I don't know if there's any dirt on James. James was really a model student, uh, really bright, uh, really engaged. He, uh, he really pushed me to challenge me as a teacher and challenge himself as a student and as an artist. Uh, he would take on projects that other students weren't doing and do a lot of really uh, intense and focused research. Just a real delight. And you've worked with James for a while now. You know what a joy he is to be around, how, how kind and generous he is. He is. He's a good guy. See, I'll that's why I wanted to invite Benji, <laughs> because I knew he would say nice things about me. I want to know how much money has been exchanged here. I have to know. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, we love our sweet James, and he is uh, definitely very, very talented. And uh, we are so happy every day to get to spend time uh, together. I think it's it's been a really good time. Um, all right, so Benji, you, though, um, 
So how did you get from Rio out to Colorado Springs? Uh, I took Route 70. Ooh, all the way? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. You pretty much go to Route 70 and just head west <laughs> until you get to the mountains. Uh, I was I was working at Rio, and there were some changes there at the university, and it seemed like a good time for me for my career to uh, move on to another position. Uh, I, Because of the academic job market is fairly slim, uh, it's difficult typically to stay in one place. And I thought that I'd like to move uh, someplace interesting that I'd never been and someplace that I would enjoy. Colorado is full of hiking and biking and mountains. And yes. I really like all that stuff. I'm a runner and a, and a cyclist. And I thought, it'd be, I thought it'd be just a lovely place to live. It's a little expensive if you're used to um, Jackson County runs. <laughs> You'd be surprised at uh, how far your dollar does not go in Colorado <laughs> Springs. Uh, so that was a little bit of a shock, but uh, it's, a, it's an interesting city. It's growing fast as a diverse population, strong military and evangelical Christian, and then also a lot of uh, kind of free thinkers and hippies and uh, just kind of a kind of a melting pot out here and just uh, just beautiful temperature, weather and lots of sun. And uh, I, I miss the Ohio fall. You were saying Canter's Cave. The, the leaves in Ohio are just so beautiful. And here we get some beautiful yellows and oranges, but we don't get the reds and the purples and, and all of that that you get back home, so. You know, it's interesting, and, and I've said this a few times, and this is neither here nor there other than, um, you know, when you do travel around, you know, we get kind of stuck in our own little bubble of, of where we live, and you think the whole world is like that. And, um, you know, when you travel around, you go down south, you know, you see more pine trees, things like that. And, you know, as you're talking about, you know, I would assume Colorado would have absolutely gorgeous falls with all kind of color and whatever. And, and you said not as much as we have here. And that is definitely one of the treasures of Southern mm -hmm. Ohio is, is uh, the beauty. Mm -hmm. Not that Colorado isn't gorgeous as well, because it is. It is, but it's, it's different. And it if you've ever lived in one place for a long time, it'll probably never feel like home if you live somewhere else. And uh, the spring in Colorado is wonderful, but it's not its not as green as Ohio. On the other hand, we have a lot more sun. In the winter, it's not so dreary. And uh, I think I've stepped in two mud puddles the whole two years I've lived here. So that's, that's nice too. I don't miss the mud. That would be great. And um, <laughs> I was asking you off air because my um, my cousin, lives out in Boulder, and I'm not sure if that's close to you or not, but uh, we were talking about, she said, you know, it's, it's Colorado's so strange because one day you'll have 15 inches of snow on the ground, and the next day it'll be 75, and it's just mm -hmm. all over the place, so I thought that mm -hmm. was really interesting as well. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> all right, so, so, okay, James was telling stories on you the other day. And he said something about you showing up in a gorilla suit to, to school. Is that true? So uh, Mad Magazine has a, had a cartoonist named Don Martin. And Don Martin uh, drew these silly cartoons in Mad Magazine that I read growing up. And he had a series of cartoons about people wearing gorilla suits. And oh. they pop the gorilla suits and sometimes they would uh sometimes it'd be a gorilla in a gorilla suit or gorilla in a person suit or two people in a gorilla suit or and so they had all these gorilla suit jokes and uh, don martin died on january 31st uh, i can't remember the year and his fans decided to have national gorilla suit day and people would put on a gorilla suit on january 31st and 
do silly things. Oh, here, James has oh. a video. <laughs> oh no, there's video proof. Yes. So I would bring bananas to people and the bananas would say happy gorilla suit day on them. <laughs> I love this. You know, January 31st, it's, you know, it's winter and you, you know, you start your semester, but it's cold and it's dreary because you're, you know, in Ohio and it's dreary in Ohio in the winter. And it just, <laughs> it's a fun thing to kind of perk things up. And, uh, we did some little films and, uh, it was just fun. <laughs> <laughs> and there he is. See, we have yeah. video evidence that you yeah, did it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So good. So good. All right. So you actually are coming back to Ohio and doing an art exhibit at Rio. Am I correct? This is true. Yes. Yeah. And did I read that it said 400 pieces? Yeah. So I was um, teaching at Rio and uh, started in 2005. I have four children. They're all adults now. Uh, but at the time they were young. And I, as an artist, it was difficult for me to make artwork and keep up with teaching and children and all of my other responsibilities. And it was important to me. And I uh, was looking for a recipe for cooking brown rice on the internet. And I found a, a guy that had a recipe for cooking brown rice, but he had all this other stuff in there. And one of the things he had in his website was how to change your life in 30 days. And he said, don't try to change your life forever for 30 days. Just do it for 30 days. So he says, if you want to be a vegetarian, try it for 30 days. And at the end of the 30 days, you can decide to continue or not. He said, if you want to do weightlifting, try it for 30 days. And at the end of 30 days, see if you like it. And then people can say, oh, you should lift weights. Well, I tried it for 30 days. Lifted weights every day. One for me. I'm not going to do it. Sure. So I said, well, I'll try doing a little drawing every day for 30 days because I'd been working on big projects that would take, you know, six weeks of four hours a day to complete. And I couldn't do that with my life the way the, what, the many demands I had teaching, administrative work, children, all that. I said, I'll just do a small drawing every day for 30 days. Love that. And I did that. And then I did it for another 30 days and another 30 days. So this project started on um, March 1st, 2008. And sometime in the middle of November, I'll hit 5,000 drawings. Uh, I often frame them, as you see in this picture, and hang large groups of them. Uh, in Rio, because of the expense and time of framing and shipping, we're going to hang them unframed on the wall. And we're going to hang between four and 500 drawings. So Holy a moly. Little, little less than 10% of the project will be on display. That is unbelievable. So where do you draw your inspiration every day? Seems like after a while you'd find find it hard to to have subjects to draw. Well, um, there are times when that's difficult. Uh, often I would draw from um, just events of the day, something that happened in that day, something that was on the news, something that happened in my daily life. Uh, many of my drawings are abstractions. They're not a they're not a drawing of a thing. They're just shape and line and color. Um, landscapes. Um, well, here's a national championship. This uh, person on the upper left, as we're looking at it, was a young transgender teen who killed herself in uh, Cincinnati. Um, and this uh, drawing on the bottom right was uh, a drawing of a stick I was using to make another drawing as a visiting artist at a college in uh, Cleveland, Ohio. And so 
it just it varies. Sometimes they're drawn from life, from direct observation. Sometimes they're drawn from imagination or you know, kind of cartoonish. Um, and often there are series. So I did a series of the alphabet. So the letter A and a bunch of things that started with A and then letter B. So I went all the way through the alphabet. I drew all the presidents. Um, I drew, I think, 65 people with big beards because I like beards. <laughs> um, so there was, there was two months there just of beards. Um, just all kinds of silly things. My dog, uh, this drawing in the upper left here, May 7th, this particular pile of rocks, I think I've drawn four or five times. Um, yeah, there's drawings of different kinds of food. It is interesting, Jennifer, that when I put up a series of these drawings, I'll put up maybe a hundred at a time. And I will not, you know, I'll draw every day and I finish the drawing, you just put it in a box. And then I finish the next drawing and put it in a box. And then when it's time to frame the work for a show, I'll open the boxes and say, well, I'm going to put work from the last year. And so I'll look through the year and select 100 drawings. I'll frame them and put them in the show. Mm -hmm. And I'll see things that I had forgotten. And so it's interesting to see kind of trends for a while. There's a lot of drawings of this or a lot of drawings of that. Or So this is the first time I will have shown drawings selected from the entire time frame. Wow. And it'll be interesting. You know, I'm, I'm sitting here thinking many people, you know, do a diary every day and these drawings are exactly that and how fun mm -hmm. and sometimes sad, sometimes uh, motivating to go back and look at them and, and see where you were in your life at that moment on that day. It's like a yeah, diary. Yeah, and it's a little like the Facebook thing where it sends a you know a little memory up of here you were five years ago, six years ago, eight years ago, or whatever. It is like a diary. Uh, some of the work is imaginary, so it's not all it's not all factual, right? So it's a diary of I guess my thoughts and uh, and images. It sure, it's a little a little like a novel or a memoir, but also like a diary. It's it's an interesting project. Very very cool. And how long did you say you've been doing this now? Since March 1st of 2008, so 13 and a half years. Wow. All for 30 days, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah well, we appreciate the, the fact. <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate the fact that you continued on because that, that allows us to uh, witness your, your talent yeah. and, and appreciate yeah. your good work or amazing work. All right. So let's talk about this art show. Um, it's coming up beginning what november 4th november 4th the opening is five o'clock p.m at the greer museum in um, rio Grande campus right there on what is it 325 i think uh-huh and you'll be here in ohio right yes i'm uh flying in this the end of this week and doing some family things and then i'll be um at the gallery on sunday installing the show getting started on that it'll probably take a couple days to kind of get everything straightened out I'm also going to do some work with area um, schools. I'm going to be visiting Washington Elementary uh, in Gallup Ohio, on Monday and Wednesday, working with uh, school children there. The University of Rio Grande has a, an endowment called the Imagine Arts Endowment. Okay. And this was funded by a number of people, including Jackson native Brooks Jones. And he, they've donated, in addition to some other people, he was the, probably the largest donor. Uh, this endowment is set aside for bringing the arts to K through 12 um, students in the area wow. in Southeast Ohio. 
he had a, a story about going to see a Shakespeare show in Cincinnati and it changed his life and it led him into a, a life in the arts and, and music and theater uh, for his whole life. And he wanted to have that opportunity for students. Uh, when I was working at Rio Grande, we brought in visiting artists uh, a couple times a year to work with students, either in the classrooms or um, in the direct area or even farther away. We went up to Federal Hawking and down to Portsmouth. We brought artists from Wales, from uh, the Chicago area, from New York City, uh, just from all over the place. And uh, some before I was there, we brought in you know famous name artists, uh, Julie Taymor, who's a, a Broadway producer, um, just tons of amazing artists. I mostly work with visual artists, but we also brought in um, musical artists, uh, theater people, and did projects with students. Just been a ton of amazing projects. You might consider asking Kevin Lyles to be a guest because I know he loves to be on TV. <laughs> he could tell you about some of the projects that predate my, my experience. So anyway, I'll be working with the students at the college and at the elementary school. We're gonna be doing drawings with sticks Drawings with sticks. With sticks. We're going to just cut sticks, just like stick out of a tree, sharpen the end, dip it in ink, and draw with it. Love it. It's, Fantastic. It's yeah. <laughs> so you're going to be doing a lot of fun things while you're here in Ohio. Yeah, we'll be putting the show up. We'll be doing some, uh, some workshops with students, and then we'll have the exhibition opening on uh, Thursday the 4th at 5 o'clock. All right, so then the um, your show will be how how will how can people come and see it and how long will it be there? I believe the closing date is the twentieth. Uh, normally the shows are up for about a month, but because of the Thanksgiving holiday, the school won't be open for that whole time. Makes sense. So it'll be up to the twentieth, and people can go. I believe the museum's open eight to five, but I don't know. I haven't been there for a couple of years, so you probably have to check with the college. If you go to the RIO's website, you should be able to get the information. Okay, very good. So you have a couple of weeks at least to get to see this. And uh, yeah. how does one get to uh, come to the opening um, reception? You just walk in. There's no cool. there's no fees, no reservations. I don't know what RIO's COVID restrictions are. I don't know if, I'm assuming masks are required indoors, but I don't know that. Uh, I would, of course, urge people to, follow their own good judgment on how to be safe so well you know if you wore a gorilla suit you would have a mask on you'd be just <laughs> you'd have a you would have a rubber mask and you sweat like a pig <laughs> <laughs> i mean we'd all be really stinky by the end of the night but <laughs> We're, everybody involved in this is glad that don martin uh had the the foresight to pass away in the middle of winter when it's comfortable to wear a gorilla suit <laughs> If he had passed away in July, we would have all been uh, roasted to death and those things. It would have been rough, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, very good. So what is your, um, what's your favorite part about teaching? Uh, well, right now I'm not teaching. Okay. Uh, right now I'm full-time as an administrator. Uh, I may move back into teaching at some point. It's, it's, uh, I'm just still exploring options. And gotcha. I'm 53 trying to figure out what I want to do with my life, if you know what I mean. I, I hear you, yes. Uh, teaching, uh, anybody that's ever taught knows that it's uh, just immensely satisfying to be able to help somebody and uh, help a student kind of find their way through whatever it is they're trying to to explore. One of the things that I've discovered is, uh, as an administrator, I have to uh, 
one of my jobs is to sit in on classrooms to evaluate faculty and sure. you know, write up their annual So I have to sit in and after the class, I you know make suggestions for how to improve and blah, blah, blah. And one of the things I've discovered is that um, it's hard to get faculty to stop lecturing and to work on other kinds of projects that are engaging for students. And the reason why, if you think about a college faculty, this is somebody who, it's a little bit of a stereotype, but maybe not super popular in high school, right? Maybe not super athletic, pretty smart, found one thing they really loved, studied it for years and years, and now they're in front of a bunch of young people that have to listen to them talk about that one thing that <laughs> everything about and they love. And it's just really hard to stop doing that. <laughs> Makes think sense. About, you know, how can I structure this so the students are learning more rather than just I get a chance to talk about it. So that's a challenge. Uh, I think the greatest joy for me in teaching is that you're always surprised. Students are always surprising you sometimes in difficult ways, but usually in really exciting ways. You know, gorilla suits and all. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I came, into, I came into class one day on a Monday. I'd given my students a project. This was at my first teaching job at a college in Georgia. They'd had a weekend to work on a project and I came in on Monday, class started at nine. I got there at eight to do some paperwork or whatever. And my student runs up to me <laughs> right as I walked in. I'm bag and my lunch and my coffee runs up and meets me at the door. Benji, Benji, I have to show you this thing. I said, oh, good. Yeah, I want to see it. You know, let me put down my bag. So I put down my bag and we went to look at it. She says, this isn't at all what you asked me to do. But I started doing this thing. I got really excited by it. And I spent all weekend doing it. And I want to show you. And I said, that is what I want to see. I want to see you engaged. And it was just so exciting for her to share that. And um, then I took her to a conference. Uh, this was printmaking class. I took her to a conference in um, Austin, Texas, I think. And I introduced her to somebody I knew professionally and told her, told him about her. And he was a rich guy that liked to help young artists. And he gave her this small scholarship wow. uh, because of that enthusiasm. And so that was really cool. You know, and those and, are the rewarding days. Yeah. And it's rewarding as an older faculty member, someone's been around for a while to see people like James, who you saw as a student, who had an interest in something that really wanted to learn and was able to find his way. And I was able to help sometimes, guide sometimes, advise, but he was really driven to succeed and to see him go beyond what I could teach him and to learn all kinds of things that were way beyond me and to, to exceed my skills in all those areas and my knowledge and then go on to have this incredible career. It's just really gratifying to see that, to see that I was able to kind of witness the beginning of that was it's just fun. It's nice to see. Well, we appreciate you being a hand in that because we love our sweet James and he's amazing. Sure, sure. sure. He's also my therapist, which I have yet oh. to pay him for. Well, he's, he's kind and gentle. In that he case. is. He, yeah. when I, when I come in in the morning and I'm losing my mind and, and I have to vent to him and then he talks me <laughs> down off the cliff a lot. So it's, it's good. <laughs> so, um, now I told him I, he could start billing me at any moment, but that's neither here nor there. Um, I think, okay. I think if I don't have a license and I bill you for that, I'm afraid that I might be setting myself up <laughs> with some sort of legal repercussions. <laughs> Maybe. 
you you can sue him if he gives you bad advice. If it's free, you can't sue him, right? I like that. No, <laughs> not at all. Um, okay, cool. So you will be here then um, next week and and setting up the you know your show and all of that. Um, what do you hope that people take away from um, seeing your art? Mm. I was thinking about this last night at 3 a.m. when I was supposed to be asleep. <laughs> uh, I, I spent the last, you know, couple weeks kind of going through the drawings and trying to figure out which pieces to bring. And um, some of the work is of an adult nature. I don't think anything is obscene, but there's some things that are, uh, you know, adult topics. Um, sure. I watch the news and I see things in the news and... Um, some of the things in the news I feel like are adult topics and maybe we shouldn't be showing children. Uh, Harvey Weinstein, um, the Me Too movement, um, school shootings, I mean, there's some, some heavy things in there. Um, I also, when I draw, I often draw in the evening and sometimes I'm kind of reflecting on the day and uh, for people that work at what I would call a typical work day, eight to five, mm -hmm. um, and then you get home and you have family things to take care of and maybe somebody's cranky at home or the dishwasher breaks. When I get to the point in my day where I'm sitting down in my easy chair to draw, sometimes I'm frustrated and that frustration or self-pity comes out. Mm -hmm. One of the things I, I hope people don't take away is that I'm a miserable human being with all these terribly sad drawings <laughs> because there's a lot of sad drawings in here. That's a, so I've been thinking about that a lot. I would encourage, uh, people, whether it's drawing or some other thing, I would encourage people to uh, think about finding some time of self-expression, whether it's writing poetry, reading, conversation, I think can be that, um, in a daily, to take that time every day to create something, to make something, read a poem, um, listen to a piece of music, and, you know, just really listen to the piece of music, not just have it playing while you're doing the dishes or whatever. Right. And I think one of the interesting things is to see how a little bit of time every day can create a massive, a massive thing, whatever that thing is. And so I, I, I hope people will take that away. Um, I've thought a lot about the idea of happiness. Uh, despite some of the gloomy drawings, I see myself as generally a happy person. But I've had a few tough periods in my life, and in one of them I studied happiness very deeply. I read 35 books about happiness, read all the podcasts, you know, all those kinds of things. And um, I realized that there are three kinds of happiness. There's probably more kinds. There's three types that I'm thinking of now. One sure. is a very brief period of happiness, ecstasy, you know, where you're just absolutely bursting with joy right at that moment. That could be, you know, something delicious you're eating, some kind of physical activity that you're involved in. It's just right then, it's perfect. I mean, it's a burst, but it's short, super intense, but short. And that's one kind. Sure. Another kind is the end of that really good day. Maybe it was Thanksgiving and your family was all there and they weren't fighting, which maybe happens if you <laughs> think, I don't know. Uh, maybe it's, you know, a, a date, you know, a day with a, a special person, you know, you spend the whole day together. In that day, you typically don't have that strong burst, but you have lots of smaller feelings of happiness and maybe a few bad things like you went on a hike and at the end your foot was sore but overall the day was really good sure. and then the third kind of happiness is this kind of lifelong thing you know where you 
look back on 10 years or 20 years or some period of life and you say, boy, there were some real struggles, but also some real joys, maybe college, all that anxiety about those tests. And then I graduated and that happiness there. And that's that third kind. And I think looking over the work, what I've realized is you have to have that sadness and that stress and that anxiety in order to have that joy and that exultation and that satisfaction that those two have to be come together or you you can't have that third kind of happiness and so okay. maybe there's some of that maybe some people will see that in their own lives i don't know it is uh it was it, three in the morning I mean, hey <laughs> look, that makes, any sense. <laughs> makes total sense to me no it is a roller coaster ride for sure and it has to be because if it isn't then you don't appreciate the other the other side of it right so right. I love that. Well, is there anything else you would like to um, let our viewers know before we let you get back to work? We know you're very, very busy, and it's very, very early where you are, right? Oh, yes, 7.30 my time. Okay. Not as bad as it could be. but No, no, no. It's not bad. No, I, I, thanks for having me on the show. And um, to all the listeners, I hope you're supporting local, local broadcasts and, and local activities. I think we spend a lot of time watching the national news and don't spend enough time looking at our neighbors and seeing what's going on and the high school football games and the weather report are really important parts of our lives. So thanks for giving the time to me and I hope I can hope I can see you at the opening or if not, you can come and see the show. Absolutely. Well, I have a few more things I'd like to say. First of all, oh. so you've been doing the these drawings for what, 13 years you said? Mm -hmm. yep. Well, yep. I, I have one that I'm a little partial to Hey. <laughs> so th this is one you drew of me 11 <laughs> years ago. This this was part of your uh, series Facebook Friends with Sunglasses. Oh my yeah, gosh. <laughs> oh fun. Oh, I've forgotten that, James. Thanks for bringing yeah. that one. So I uh, so I'll come over here He's and let, over. I'll come over here and let you see me for a minute before we let you go. You um, look exactly the same. Yeah. Well, you look mostly the same. You just have longer hair. <laughs> And you're, yeah, you're you're a little little more cleanly groomed back more in my day. <laughs> cleanly groomed. But then, yeah, yeah. But then I think you just saw uh, you know Dumbledore and Harry Potter a few too many times and took it, the it, it uh, you know, the headmaster idea a little bit too far, maybe. <laughs> well, <laughs> if we want to get him all cleaned up, we can send him to Jules next door. Yeah. she's our beer, beard whisperer in town. So yeah, she, <laughs> she would do great. <laughs> Um, but I just wanted to say thank you for taking the time to come and do this today. Uh, you said a lot of nice things about me, and I just wanted to say thank you for that. And I, I don't think it's any huge surprise to anyone that you were my favorite teacher that I had throughout school, and I learned a lot from you. Um, I learned how to learn from you. I think that is the most important thing that I learned in college. You know, a lot of people think of college as just job training. But it's a lot more than that. and A lot more yeah, than that. And Should be. Yeah. And l learning how to learn was what probably the number one thing that I took away from you. Because you, you know, encouraged people to, you know, do, do things outside of what your regular curriculum was. Find things that you thought were interesting. Research it, you know, and learn it. But also, like, any time that we had a question, something that we didn't know how to do, and we came to you about it, you didn't always know the answer, 
but you almost always came in a couple days later with the answer or at least an idea of how to problem solve it. And so I think that's the number one thing that I learned from you. And I just wanted to say thank you for it. Oh, thank you, James. That's really sweet to hear. You're right about not knowing the answers. <laughs> my first year teaching, my favorite thing was, um, we'll cover that on Thursday. <laughs> I love it. Well, I, I remember, I, this may have been from more from Kevin than you. I can't remember which one of you two told me this. But when you're talking about teaching, you said just make sure that you know at least a chapter ahead of what where you are in the book. <laughs> so that you can stay at least that far ahead of the students. I'd be glad to be a chapter ahead every day. Yeah. That'd be awesome. <laughs> That's a good one. I love that. Yeah. Have you seen the meme? This is so bad. Do you remember the old... Um, you know, the square TVs that were on the cart and you pushed them, you know, you pushed them in and had the VCR attached to it and all that. So I saw a meme the other day and it, and it was, this is not applying to you, but it made me think of that. And it was like, little did we know when this cart showed up in our class, how hungover our teacher was for the night before. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, when you're, when you're a kid, you think that your yeah. teacher is <laughs> God. <laughs> So I thought that was funny. Not that that's you. I just thought that was, I'm like, knowing my friends that are teachers now, yep. <laughs> so, well, no, I but, was never hungover, but uh, I was pretty tired a few times. <laughs> I can see that. So when the cart came pushing in. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um, well, thank you so yeah, much for you. spending time with us this morning. We greatly appreciate it. And we cannot wait to see uh, the exhibit. And of course, that's going to be at the University of Rio Grande starting on November 4th. And you did mention this kind of briefly, Benji, but the Greer Museum, the Greer Gallery Museum, I'm not sure which is the right term, but well, the, the, down, the term downstairs is. area is where Benji will have his show. And okay. that's where they like rotate that in and out. Okay. But the upstairs is a permanent collection oh. that was largely donated by, you said his name a few by minutes Brooks ago. Jones. Yeah, Brooks, Brooks Jones. Jones. Yes. And some and other people. Yeah, and so there are there's a permanent collection up there, and there is some work from some pretty famous artists there that you may yeah. not have realized is that right. I grand didn't know. That's time. so cool. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a great collection. You should definitely see it. It's a small collection, but very, very good, and, and some really big names, um, Goya and and um, and Jasper Johns, and just some, some really big names, including a lot of work by Fletcher Benton, who was yes. a Jackson, a very famous artist. And he's the person who made the large red circular sculpture right on the middle of the campus grounds. Um, right. Uh, he passed away uh, just a couple of years ago. He was a great friend to Rio Grande and to Jackson County and a, a really important artist. Very, very good. Well, this is so exciting. Yeah. Thank you so much for hanging with us this morning. Thanks so much. And if you think of any dirt about James, you let us know because he can't be perfect all the time. <laughs> God knows the rest of us aren't. No. All right. So Benji Davies, thank you so much for hanging with us this morning. We appreciate you and best of luck um, in your career and also at the show. Thank you. All right. Have a thank great you. day. Bye -bye. All right. Um, that was so cool. Yeah. Very, very fun. I, I knew he would be a good guest. Yeah. Very good. Um, and we got to see him in a gorilla suit, so that's right. even better.
All right, let's go on over to your weather forecast. And finally, we are getting into those fall-like days and temperatures. Um, and some rain in the forecast today, mostly cloudy with showers and a chance of thunderstorms this morning and today with highs only around 68 degrees. So time to get out those long sleeves and the jeans and all that stuff. For tonight, mostly cloudy. The showers and thunderstorms continue overnight. Lows around 46. And for Tuesday, tomorrow, mostly cloudy. No rain in the forecast, but highs only around 55 degrees. Lows down around 38. And that means we really, really, really need to start thinking about bringing those plants Plant, back in. Yeah, frost is coming. She is coming. Yeah. Uh, Amanda put it best the other day when she said, I've been playing Russian roulette with my... <laughs> with my plants, but yeah. because you never know, it could be, you know, it could say 40, but it gets down to 35, right. they're toast. Right. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's coming. Yeah. Well, not this week next for sure. Yep. And it's looking like kind of like low, high fifties to low sixties all week long mm -hmm. and yep. a little rain in and out of the forecast. Yep. So I would have to think that this is kind of typical fall yeah. weather, but man, I, I mentioned it earlier. We were out at Canner's cave yesterday and it, it is just so pretty. And so uh, Kaylin, one, um, one of our managers at the restaurant, got married yesterday. So a lot of the staff came out and, you know, um, a lot of them had said they had never been to Canner's Cave. And I said, yeah. oh, you guys are in for a treat. And um, they had the best time. You know, they went on a little hike, took yeah. pictures. Like they were like, we had no idea this was out here. And I'm like, oh, yeah, it's gorgeous. That was one of the things that when I was at Raya, we did probably once a year one of our professors he took us all out there and we went and took that kind of short hiking tra trail around the yep. lake and took photos and things like that. Yeah. It's just a, Great time. again, a hidden gem right here yep. in our area that, yep. that a lot of people don't even know about. And speaking of hidden gems right here in our area that we don't know, a lot of people might not know about. I have to give a shout out to what we did this weekend. Okay. On Saturday, we took my nephew, who's about to turn three, to the Noble Farms in... Yes. Um, wait, wait. Memphis. No. I don't know. Memphis. Memphis. I've never Memphis. been, but so I, I see pictures all the, pictures? the time. Yeah. It is so freaking cute. <laughs> I've heard like, that it's just so much fun. Yeah, it's like a mini amusement park for kids in Memphis. Yeah. Yeah, I'm saying, yeah, Memphis, right? Yeah, Memphis. <laughs> I don't know, I'm confusing myself. It was so nice. Yeah. It was so nice. His my nephew's favorite thing. They had a it was a giant sandbox, but it wasn't sand. Is it corn? It's corn. Yeah. Someone else was telling me they took their little boy there, and yeah. he's about the same age, and he was like, he was Freaking the king of the corn, man. Loved it. He just loved sitting in yeah. that corn. It was yeah. so much fun. So cute. It was so cute. It was so much fun. It's uh, admissions like $8 for adults, kids under three or under two or something like that are free. So if you have like, you know, kids probably, I don't know, under 10, take them to that. I don't know yes. how late into the year they're open and it's weather's going to drop soon, but it is super cute. That is so fun. And don't they have like slides and I mean, Dude, all kind of fun stuff for everything. them to do? They've got slides. They had a pumpkin patch. They had a corn maze. They had so many, like, it's just a giant playground, uh, like a fall-themed playground, basically. I love that. The, the most fun thing for adults is they have these catapult, well, it's a slingshot, it's not a catapult, 
You shoot like rotten apples at targets. Yes. So for like, that would be so therapeutic. Yeah, so for like five bucks, they give you this giant thing of like rotten apples, <laughs> and there's these giant slingshots, and you just like shoot them at like, and they just explode. You go I everywhere. I feel like I we need oh to go. Oh my gosh. Oh, we have to go. Dude, it was so much fun. I really recommend checking that out if you've got kids. That would be a yeah. blast. And they had food carts there, and they were good. They were really good. There you go. And they weren't expensive either. Like, you could get, like, a hot dog for a dollar. Oh. So it's, like, an affordable, you know, family, like, weekend trip. You know, and again, where in the big city are you going to find something like that? Dude, it was so nice. I mean, like, yeah, you know, you go to the Columbus Zoo or whatever, but you're going to spend a lot more than $8. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And you don't get a set in a <laughs> giant box of corn. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it was a lot of fun. So I definitely recommend anyone with young ones to check that out. Sure. No, Noble Farms, it's on Facebook. Check it out. Yeah, and if, if uh, unless you're living under a rock and you're not on social media, I'm sure you've seen pictures of it from somebody. So cute. I hadn't heard of it. My sister was like scouring the internet trying to find like something, you know, in our area yeah. to go to. And that's what we found. So much fun. Good. I'm so happy. Super cute. And your nephew, does he have a birthday coming up? He turns three on the 27th of November. Oh. I think that's right. So just a couple days after Thanksgiving and just a couple days before my birthday. Well, very good. Yeah. So you guys can party together. We will. Okay. Yep. You're sitting in a big pile of corn together? Yeah, sitting in the corn. <laughs> so they have, they have another one that's kind of the same thing, only instead of sand, it's like little like pebbles, kind of like what the rocks that you would see at like a playground. You yeah. Yeah. And, but it's like, you know, lifted up like a sandbox and then they've got like toy, like bulldozers and stuff like that. And it's the, called the construction zone. <laughs> so we, we, uh, we were getting cold and ready to go home. So we made sure he didn't see that one because <laughs> we knew if he did, we would have been there for another hour. He would have been constructing for yeah, a while. Yeah. yeah. But it's, it's so cute. Like think how cute you think it probably is. It's cuter than that. <laughs> We'll get down there and, you know, again, local people doing doing oh. good and um, they should be commended for that. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Mobile Farms in Medford. Yep. Check it out. All right. You know what else you can check out today? What? Spaghetti. Spaghetti Dinner Kiwanis Club. Kiwanis Club Spaghetti Dinner is today. Today, all day. That's right. And it goes from 5 to 7.30 p.m. Um, and it is at the Christ United Methodist Church Family Life Center. That's the one right beside the police station here in town. Yep. And the Kiwanis Spaghetti Dinner, are you ready for this? You pull up. They're doing a carryout yep. or a drive-thru. Um, you pull up $6, $6. per person for how a much, meal. How much would you spend at Olive Garden for that? $20? $20? Probably. Yeah. Um, it includes spaghetti with sauce, salad, roll, and dessert. And you can also uh, purchase um, raffle, raffle tickets. tickets. That was the word I was looking yep. for. And they are doing $5 each or 5 for $20. And the raffle winner gets this ginormous bucket of yeah. stuff. Lots of stuff. 
Like maybe carload full of stuff. Yeah, it's huge. That's it's why like, that's why Carmen the car man is involved in it. <laughs> right. Got, you don't got, get the they've car. Got borrow, but, yeah. <laughs> they've got to borrow one of those giant trucks off the lot. That's to right, to deliver, haul all the stuff. Deliver the raffle prize. So but no, that's really, really cool. Um, so please and don't forget the Kiwanis Club does um, so much good for our local youth. Um, all the money stays here locally and uh, they do all kind of great things for kids. They do lots of scholarships. They buy, you know, coats and mittens and hats and, and extra clothing and just anything kid-wise they do. Yep. So please get out, support the Kiwanis Club tonight, and eat some, some delicious spaghetti. spaghetti. My advice, get a couple of dinners. Oh, man. $12. That's you can get of, two for $12. That's a lot of carbs. I know. Two spaghetti dinners. I know. <laughs> Hey, by the way, speaking of carbs, uh -oh. cutest idea yesterday at the wedding that we were at. Yeah. Baked potato bar. Yeah. Good stuff. That was, yes. Everyone, it was so funny. So if you're thinking about a wedding, you're not sure what to do. Baked potato bar. Number one, we're on a low carb diet, but Jamie and I are both like out the window today. We're eating the potato. But I can tell you that here you have all these grown adults like children, yeah. like loading up these baked potatoes <laughs> with everything. Yeah. It was so good. And it's such a good wedding idea. Yeah. Because you got those great big, it was those great big potatoes, like right. the ones that are this big. Like the size of a football. Yes. Yeah. Those potatoes. So that's what you start with. Right. And then they had pulled pork, chili, pulled chicken, bacon, cheese, sour cream, jalapenos, like Butter, anything that you could think of to put on a potato, they had that. Yeah. It was such a good idea. And I'm looking around the table, and I'm looking, because it's just what I do, and, like, everyone's, like, giggling eating these <laughs> potatoes, and they had so much fun with them. Sounds like a good time, man. It was a good, it was such a good idea. I never would have ever thought of it. And um, so there you go. If you're planning a wedding and a you're not sure what bar. to do. It was a hit. Yeah. Sounds good. I didn't have anyone say, this is stupid. Why do I have to eat a potato? Like, yeah. Everyone's like, yes. <laughs> so there you go. But that's what you're going to say tonight, too, if you go to the Kiwanis um, Spaghetti Dinner, the world-famous uh, Gambino, Gambino spaghetti, spaghetti Sauce. sauce. I mean, if your name is Gambino. Gamb Gambino's original. I'm guessing you probably know how to make some spaghetti sauce. I don't know. So... It's pretty darn good stuff. So get there tonight. Yep. Listen, give mom a break. Mom, Mama Gambino. Mom doesn't have to cook tonight. Yep, Mama Gambino. And uh, bring home some spaghetti for her, and then she doesn't yep. have to cook tonight. And you guys can just chill out and watch a movie or do whatever. Speaking of watching movies, yes, I watched Dune last night. Like Dune, like the old Dune. No, the new one that just came out. Oh, this there's weekend. a new Dune. It is. A lot. Explain to me what Dune is because I've never seen it. So it's kind of hard to explain. But it's an old school movie, right? So like, Dune is the best-selling science fiction novel of all time. Okay. It came out in the late 60s. In the 1980s, like indie director David Lynch okay. made a big budget version of it. It's really the only like Hollywood movie David Lynch has made. Okay. David Lynch, if you don't know, is the creator of the TV show Twin Peaks. That guy. That guy. So he's 
out there. He's out there, yeah. So the movie was a big, <laughs> big flop, but it has like a cult following. Okay. And then the novel itself has a cult following. And What's it about? I'm, I'm getting to oh, it. Oh, okay. I'm getting right. to it. Uh, but it's been, ever since that movie, it's been, well, when is somebody, you know, when is George Lucas or... You know, somebody that's like a more like seasoned science fiction, like Hollywood director going to make Dune. And it's gotcha. been like 30 years in the making now. Oh. So the new Dune film, which is, they're not advertising it this way, but it is part one. So it is, this is just like the first chapter. So it's this three is like hours Star long. Wars? Okay. Yeah. Um, so anyway, the plot of Dune is it's like a dystopian future you know, people living in space, some of the planets are like dying and whatever. So there's this one <laughs> desert planet that is where they harvest the raw material to create fuel for space travel. Okay. And whoever like, you know, governs over this planet sort of like has the most valuable natural resource in the solar system. Okay. And the, the, the emperor, who is, like, unseen in this part, tells the people that currently run this planet, who are, like, a very rich, like, military civilization, that they have to leave, and they bring in this other group to run this, like, mining colony. Okay. And so the new people come in, and the people that were forced to leave are mad, and they attack them. To try to take back the mining facility, so that sounds like kind of boring, but like it's a lot. Like that, there's a lot going on. Is a lot going. It's very Game of Thrones. Okay. It's it's more Game of Thrones than Star Wars. Gotcha. So I mean, except it's in space. So is there lots of uh, people killing each other then? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, most of the killing is Because Game in, of Thrones, I've never yeah, seen a show where more people got lopped right, off in my life. Right. It's not until, show. like, the third... I'm spoiling it a little bit. It's not until the third act that there's, like, really any action and stuff. But it's it's a lot. <laughs> it really is a lot. And like I said, it is only the first part. I don't... I'm not familiar enough with the story to know if they're planning on being two parts or three parts or... Gotcha. Whatever. If J.K. Rowling was doing it, she'd want to make it eight parts. Right. Uh, but it's really a lot. It's showing at Tri-City now, I'm pretty oh, sure. Oh, cool. So, and it's also on HBO Max. So, I mean, if you like Star Wars, if you like Game of Thrones, it's absolutely worth a watch. Okay. If you don't like Star Wars and you don't like Game of Thrones, you probably won't like Doom. Gotcha. Yeah. But it's oh. a lot. Like, my description does not do it justice. Like, as I was watching, I was like, how do you describe this to somebody? <laughs> is it intellectually stimulating? Or is yeah, it Yeah, I like... mean, it, yeah, because it's, it's talking about, I don't, know, I don't know, the same way Game of Thrones is. It's like, you know, the, the regal king that's like, you know, leading by example versus like the ruthless, you know, like uh, yeah. leading by the sword kind of thing. Gotcha. So, yeah. I mean, if you consider that. In How'd that work out for the Regal yes. King? I mean, I don't want to spoil anything, <laughs> but... It didn't. Yeah. But, yeah, it's it's a lot. Okay. And like I said, if Star Wars, Game of Thrones, if that's your jam, Star Trek, absolutely see it. Very good. So there you go. Now you yeah. know. Now you know. And you can see it at Tri-City Theater? I'm pretty sure it's a Tri-City okay. and Silver Screen. It's. I mean, it should be pretty much everywhere. That's pretty cool.
Yeah. I didn't even heard of it. Yeah. Well, it, it's been a long time kind of coming thing. It's maybe one of those things that it's like, if you know, you know, but if it, you're not really interested in like science fiction, maybe it's yeah. not on your radar. Gotcha. But yeah. It's, this is something that's been like, you know, 30 years kind of coming. I also feel like the movie um, companies in a way are just not doing a really good job of promoting yeah. movies right now. Well, I don't know. Or maybe I've definitely seen a lot, lot of Ghostbusters of advertisements. I think they're in kind of like a rock and a hard place right now with theaters and the streaming kind of both doing things. Correct. And, you know, the movies that are like only in the theaters have to advertise a little bit more aggressively like Ghostbusters, for example. It's sure. only going to be in theaters versus this, which is also on HBO Max. So it's like if you already have HBO Max, it's bam, it's right in your lap. I feel like what a... Like, I feel like watching Ghostbusters needs to be, like, a two-part thing. I feel like you need to watch the original again to, like, refresh your memory mm -hmm. about how it went and then watch this one because yeah. it's kind of a sequel, I guess, if, if right. you will. Like, it, it's talking about the family of one of the original mm -hmm. Ghostbusters. So I almost I, feel like you kind of need to go back I, and... Well, you, you absolutely should because Ghostbusters is one of the best movies ever made. It's so good anyway. Ghostbusters 2, not as good, still fun. Yeah. Um... I, I suspect that they probably do a pretty good job of filling you in on maybe these. because the character the characters in this film don't know that story because they're kids so they weren't alive in night so well so the characters in the film are going to have to learn about that stuff so they become an audience surrogate so if you don't know that story you're going to learn about it as they learn about well because it. if you think about um, kids today that are would go and watch that movie they would mm -hmm. have no idea about their original ghostbusters right. they weren't born then right so yeah i guess that makes sense yeah. so still be fun to watch the original oh yeah you should absolutely watch ghostbusters absolutely all right high school football playoffs yep <clears throat> couple this big coming wins weekend. over this weekend yes. jackson big win over chillicothe 40-something to nothing, I think. I did not to see nothing. the score. Yeah, it was 42 to nothing, I think. Oh, wow. Yeah, and then Benton County, big win over Wellston, I believe. Okay. Yeah. All right, so there you go. In uh, high school football playoffs, um, one team gets the home yeah, Jackson, advantage. Jackson gets a home playoff game. Yep, playing Columbus South um, this coming Friday at home. Uh, time to be announced, but it will be on WKOV-FM yep. and, of course, on your Total Media Radio app. Right. Um, Pete Wilson is happy that he doesn't have to drive to Columbus. Yep. Dan, Dan, and Pete. Yep. Don't have to do that. Um, also on Friday, to be announced time-wise, but Venton County will go to Byesville Meadowbrook, and that one will be on WYRO-FM and, of course, on the Total Media Radio app. Right. And I have no idea where Byesville Meadowbrook is. I don't know either. Um, but we'll look it up. And then t um, on Saturday, yep. Wellston gets the dubious honor of the going distinction to of going to Ironton, or, yeah, Ironton, down State Route 93, and playing the Ironton uh, Tigers on Saturday. And that will be to be announced as well. And uh, on WYPC AM and 105.3 FM. And on your Total Media rate Radio yep. app. And I've got to look up and see where, where Byesville Meadowbrook is. B-Y-E-S. Yeah, I'm going to guess it's probably a Columbus suburb. Byesville, Ohio is 
No. No? Further Cambridge. North? Cambridge. Uh, two hours and five minutes from here. Man. And I, I do not miss two hour... Way past Zanesville. Yeah. Way east of Zanesville. It's no good way to get to Zanesville. You can't get there from here. Yeah. Yeah. Like it says, the fastest route is to go through Parkersburg and up that way. You can go through Columbus and go due east. Travel 70, as the professor did. Yeah. Or you can take some back roads, which I would not recommend. Not in a school bus. Yeah. When we uh, drove up to Memphis the other day, Dad told a story. We talked about Buzz Fisher, who, of course, you know we lost about a year yeah. ago. He, uh, in addition to being the voice of the Oaks for a long time, he was also a bus driver for a while. <laughs> and Dad told a story about Buzz getting lost in the school bus going to Menford. And he's like, right there, that's where that's where Buzz got off track. And then like, <laughs> about two miles down the road, he's like, that's where Buzz came out. <laughs> oh, that would stink so bad to be lost in a school bus with, like, yeah. kids. Right. And, of course, this was, you know, 1990 or whatever. Right. You didn't have your GPS, GPS to follow back then. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. All right, so we had a great guest here on the program tomorrow or today, but yeah. tomorrow we another have another guest. exciting guest. Yeah. And she will actually be here in person. She will be here in person, yeah. Okay. And that is Rosa Aldrich. And um, Ro Rosa has um, actually lives in Japan. Right. She's a Jackson native. Yes. That's lived in Japan for several years now. That's right. And but, what's really cool was yeah. she was a volunteer at the Tokyo Olympics. How cool is that? It's very cool. So we're going to talk with her about her experiences yeah. and just living in Japan in general, mm -hmm. but um, also her experiences getting to to um, volunteer at the Olympics and, you know, how did the pandemic, how has right. it affected her and, and of course, mm -hmm. the Olympics in general. And yeah. what a cool, um, what a cool thing to get right. to to see so and we want to give a shout out to red thompson who set this up for us that's right yeah so thank you red thank you red great job so rosa will be here on the program tomorrow and we look very very forward to chatting yeah. with her um you know that's what we're here for to maybe bring a little bit of yeah highlight local people doing cool things yeah it might go away but that you know come back still want to show off all the cool things that people from our area are doing. That's right. And, you know, as, as your professor said earlier, Benji said earlier, you know, we all got, we all get stuck in our own little, in our own little bubble. And, you know, it's a big old beautiful world out there and we need to open our eyes to it. Yeah. And, um, you know, whether that be, as he said, read a poem every day mm -hmm. or, you know, read a news story from another country every day or, or do something to realize that we're just very, very small pieces of a ginormous yep. world out there that, that has so much beauty and, and interest and, and um, education for us. Right. Gosh, we can learn so much yeah. if you just open your eyes. Yep. So I don't have the talent to draw a picture every day. I don't have the talent to draw one picture. Well, you don't have to be good at it. Just have to spend a little bit of time at it. I mean, like, you know, what he's saying. I mean, he's only spending like half hour, maybe an hour on right, those. doing this. And over time, he's accumulated this, you know, huge mass yeah. of artwork, and it's that little bit of time dedicated to something. Over time, becomes a huge accomplishment. Yep. So. 
you know, uh, one of the things, one of my niece's best friends, um, I saw one day on, um, social media that she had taken a year and this was before pandemic because it would be really hard during mm -hmm. all of this madness to do whatever, but she took one thing. So one time a month. So for 12 months, so she did 12 different things that she had never done before. And they were like outside of her box and comfort zone. Yeah. And I mean, you know, one of them could be, you know, you go to one of those wine and painting classes, but one of them, she went skydiving, yeah. you know, one of them, it's just like, and so then she posted like her experience mm -hmm. and I thought that was just such a neat, it's only 12 things. Yeah. We could all do that. Right. 12 things you've never done before. Right. That's could, not real hard I, to figure out. I couldn't name 12 things that I did in the last year that I'd never done before. I don't think. Me either. But it wouldn't be that hard. If you set out to do one a month, it wouldn't be that difficult. Correct. And they don't all have to be skydiving. Right. They, it can be going to a painting class. Correct. Right. Make a piece of pottery that, you know, we have a place right here in Jackson that you mm -hmm. can do that. Like things like that, that you, um, that you've just never done before. But I think that would be a fun thing to do for a year. Right. That month had come around really fast, yeah. though. Like, oh, shoot, oh, what gosh. am I going to do this month? Oh, it's the 31st. Oh, dang. <laughs> oh, has anybody got an opening for skydiving this afternoon? I feel like I'm just going to go get it. Yeah, go yeah. skydiving. Oh, 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 I'm out of time. Oh, maybe I should go get a tattoo. <laughs> yeah, right. That's what I was thinking. I need to go get tattoos. What of? I don't care. Just tattoo me with something. Because I have to get my time in. Oh shoot! Hmm. But yeah, no, there, there's just a lot of things to do, and and um, you just have to kind of yep. be creative. Mm -hmm. So, all right, is there anything else that we need to do today? No, I think we ought to get out of here. Got to get out of yeah. here, and um, it is. Don't forget, a little bit cooler in the forecast this yep. week. Some rain in and out uh, every day uh, of the forecast, but that's okay. Um, what we need to keep our things growing and pretty yep. so all right well thank you so much for You're filling welcome. in and also thank you so much for for inviting benji to be with us today yeah, he's, i was he's happy fun to, to get, talk to yeah i was happy to get the opportunity to invite him and he got and he said wonderful things I know, about that's you that's why i invited him i mean I knew, hello i knew he'd say something nice about me i don't know if i could ever find a teacher that would say anything <laughs> nice about me <laughs> All right. Well, have a great day, everyone. We appreciate you um, for tuning in, spending your morning with us or throughout the day if you get to watch the, you know, the tape and, yep. and the rebroadcast. So have a wonderful day and we'll see you right back here tomorrow with special guest Rosa Aldrich. Bye, guys. Bye.